Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy. I am a dating and love coach at lastfirstdate.com. And I want to welcome you to Last First Date Radio. We are a featured show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships in midlife. Every week I bring you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships. And today I'm going to be speaking with matchmakers and dating coaches and also dear friends Peggy and Richard Wallman about the best texting advice for mature daters. Really important topic. So many people have questions about when to text, what to text, how to text. Do I even need to text? (laughs) So this is going to be a great show. And as a dating coach, I love helping women over 40 become more confident and um, really value themselves so they can have the healthy, lasting, loving relationships that they want. So if you are listening and you are a woman over 40, please stop listening to any dating advice you hear that tells you that you need to become thinner or smarter or wittier in order to find love. Please stop believing that love is only going to come to you when you really change yourself into something that you're not because if you are looking for an authentic, deep connection, you will find that when you actually become more you instead of less you when you really uncover your true gifts and your true amazingness because that's what your ideal partner is going to connect with. And this goes for men too. Um, There are really wonderful men out there. If you're listening and you're a man, we love you. (laughs) And, um, you know, so I really encourage you all to just, you know, take the masks off, uncover who you are, and really get vulnerable and have the deep connections that you're seeking. Every week I bring you a tip on how to be a woman of value. So today's tip is to stop doing everything for everyone and learn how to delegate. Now this was a hard one for me. I used to be the one who did everything for everybody and then I would get resentful when people wouldn't do things back for me. So learning how to delegate and ask for what you want clearly and with grace, that is such an important part of my growth and it's what I encourage all of you to do. So two more things before we get to our guests. If you want to become a woman of value who attracts her best partner, I invite you to go over to lastfirstdate.com and sign up for my new free guide. It's called The Top Ten Reasons Why Men Pull Away and How You Can Finally Attract and Keep the Love You Deserve. Stop sabotaging your love life and start taking back your control by being a true woman of value and men will start disappearing much less And if they do, you won't care. (laughs) Um, I also invite you to join my private Facebook group, which is called Your Last First Date. So all you have to do is go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Your Last First Date or just search in the search bar for Your Last First Date. We have almost 800 women in the group now, and it's a really positive place to come for support. Um, Just talk out anything, especially issues like texting. So we are now going to uh, introduce you to Peggy and Richard Wallman. They have been married for 50 years. They have 
four married kids, lots of grandkids, and they have mutual respect and commitment and open communication. And they bring those values to their matchmaking and dating and relationship coaching services at Peggy Wallman Matchmaking. Welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you. Hey, guys. Nice to be here. (laughs) Thank you, Sandy. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. And um, Peggy, this is your second appearance on my show, so great to have you. And Richard, I'm so happy to have you both here together today. So let's get into it. Texting. It's part of today's culture. Whether we like it or not, people are really into it. And we want to talk today about how texting plays out for women and men who are over 40, over 50, who don't have the experience or confidence about how to write or read or interpret text. So what what do you offer about how how to do any of that stuff? <laughs> well, I I'll I'll jump in first. Uh <clears throat> I I was thinking about it a lot and I, a lot of people often ask us, you know, what are some of the differences between uh, older adults and dating and younger people who are dating? Uh, who are, especially for older adults, what we call re-entering the dating world. And I think in this one particular area, I think older adults may have the advantage. And I, I think, for me, the reason I think that is because the for younger daters, texting is their world. So it's it's really not a question of do I or don't I or what I would say or what I wouldn't say or how to text. Uh, they've pretty much developed their own skills, and although they might not be in combination, uh, a perfect combination with the perfect person with whom they're texting, they have a style and it's a language that they're comfortable using. But for older adults, as you said, the it's a there are so many different levels and layers of experience and history. But I think that works to the, an advantage because it really does mean that pretty much before you do any texting, you have to talk about it, or we suggest you sh- should talk about it, other than texting about logistics. But I think that it, it puts it out on the table very early because you both may have an entirely <clears throat> different view and background, and it can be an interesting conversation and an interesting topic. So I think, uh, for me, that's one one piece of it as as a place to start. So let me let me just interrupt you here for a minute. Um, I just want to recap what you're saying here. So you're you're saying that the advantage that older daters have is that because they're not as familiar with texting or as comfortable with texting, that there's a forced sort of conversation around texting before you even get started is that is that what you're meaning right and and you know not necessarily uh, forced in a way that would be uncomfortable but reaching out and finding out how each other how each person uses texts and what they use them for and whether or not they enjoy it before they get too involved in uh, actually doing it is is quite comfortable for older adults because it's newer in their lives than it is for younger daters. It's not that they're probably not texting, but they're not sure how to be texting on dates 
and the only way I think to figure that out is to explore it as a as a conversation. Right. Early so I on. agree with you and I think what happens often is that people what I see from the woman's side is they get stuck in this texting loop and they don't bring it up. Um they're they're afraid to bring it up. So how would you suggest someone might bring this up in a way that's kind and gentle? Well, I'll say one, and then I want want Richard to chime in because he's got some really helpful views on this. But I think um, that it's not too difficult, I think. So if you receive a a first text from someone, this is so we're talking about either pre-date or post-date now, um, I would always respond sort of in kind to what I received. If if you receive a text that, you know, was such a nice evening and I enjoyed meeting you too, you might say, thank you, I enjoyed meeting you. But pre-date, other than about the logistics, being early or being late or not being able to find where you're going, I, I hope that they're not texting before the date. And we haven't found that that happens very much with that there's too much texting going on before a date. But I think then when you see someone that you have a chance to say, you know, one of the um, features of reentering the dating world that I find the most uh, interesting and sometimes challenging is texting. And I wouldn't even say, how about you? because you know how we feel about asking too many questions, I would just Uh put it out there as a statement and see how the person that you're with, how how does your date feel about it? Does he say, I can't live without it, I text every day, I, this is, you know, sort of how I communicate with people. And all of a sudden you're talking about, it's a topic and a conversation about something that has some meaning in your lives, which is how you communicate. Uh And, I think for me that would that would work as a relatively simple way to sort of bring that up. Yeah, I like that. Is that yeah, so, and leaving and then, it open. Mhm. Leaving it open. And and then why it's so important to bring the topic of texting up and have a chance to talk about something that's uh more than just a fun experience you had yesterday or you know where you're going tomorrow or whatever. You're talking about communication, and then, you know, I, you know, Richard might want to chime in here a little bit about how, you know, why this form of communication, how when you're talking about it, these might be a couple of the kinds of things that you might want to share. Mm-hmm. Okay, Richard, take it away. So, uh, yeah, no, I had I had a couple thoughts uh, about it, listening to what Peggy was saying about the different generations. And I think uh, for older adults, texting is really an acquired taste. Um, Younger adults use texting. They're comfortable with texting. And for older adults, they have to learn about texting. And actually, I think many older adults, if not most, have kids. And a lot of the texting that they've learned how to do is with their kids. And it goes back and forth. And I think for some people, they've found it to be very very useful, very expedient, and very um, uh, a very convenient way to communicate. But then when you get into a dating situation, the question is, can you text somebody that you've just met or been out with a couple of times 
in the same way that you would text your kids. And if you can, fine. If you can't, are there different kinds of rules or different kinds of expectations? Now, one thing about texting with, uh, with people that you know, with, with your kids, for example, is that you know them very well. You have a very intimate relationship with your own children uh, or with your, um, uh, with your wife's uh, kids if it's a second marriage. But you don't have that same kind of intimate relationship with the person that you've just met. The problem with texting is that it gives the impression and can often give the impression of intimacy that has not really been earned and is not part of a historical relationship. So I I would say that you can't really take the same kind and quality of texting that you use with people that you know very well, specifically your, uh, your children, and just import it wholeheartedly and uh, wholesale into the new kind of relationship. So a new relationship is one in which I I would think you'd want to tread carefully with texting. Find out what texting is like for the other person. Uh, you can find it out in a lot of ways. You can say, talk about how you feel when you text your own family or your own kids. Find out how that person feels about how they use texting. And make sure that at least if you don't text in the same way as the person that you've just met, that you at least understand how he or she uses texting in their in their relationships. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, and I think that what you just said also about giving the impression of intimacy, that's not yet earned. That is such an important point. And this happens a lot in beginning relationships where people start getting very intimate very quickly and I know that it's a common complaint among my clients like it just feels really uncomfortable and um and uncalled for because it's not it's not yet developed so I think you know it's Right, I'm not even to... talking about sexual intimacy. I'm just talking about the quality of intimacy that Yeah, uh, yeah. as you said I'm, I'm, I hear it can you. be very uncomfortable if somebody texts you, you know, four or five times a day and you just met him a week ago. There's something mm-hmm. um, very unsettling about that for many people. Yeah, and it's because it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like you're really seeing the person exactly. you're projecting well, or it's whatever. it's not real. Right. Right. <laughs> because it's not real. Because yeah, right. Because it's not real. And I think that's where, as you said, um, you know, I think women in particular do get into a lot of trouble with this because they, 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 they read this as a, a cue, a signal of how much this fellow cares for you, how much the guy cares for you, but is now being evaluated by the number of times that he texts and even often ignoring even the content of the text uh, or, or looking at them closely and you know, not recognizing that these aren't, these aren't thoughtful texts. These are just, you know, some playful, you know, whatever that's that's mm-hmm. going on. And, you know, sometimes they are thoughtful texts. And I think what happens is that it, we're just, we have to spend, they're so nuanced for everybody that the language of texting, especially for older adults, I mean, I think what Richard said is, you know, we don't, we have a style of doing it that's with our family members, um, but how we use that same style in the outside way, world, we have this incredible tension because we know how we've been taught 
and trained to communicate, particularly on paper, which would be more like an email. So we tend to be very polite and certainly, you know, and certainly not use, you know, abbreviated everything in a text. And what happens, I think, for older adult women is they read these texts and, you know, it says thank you for a lovely evening and there's there's no uh, punctuation and the U is the letter U and they and it uh-huh. didn't say very much and it didn't say I look forward to seeing you again. And, you know, uh-huh. it, it's so nuanced by your interpretation and your translation. And so if you don't understand how someone else uses it, uh, we really try to steer women away from using it until you've had some kind of conversation about it and we'll help you to have a conversation about it. A conversation in person. In person, if you can, yeah. you know, I mean, if they're they're already texting you, you know, can't wait to see you tomorrow night, uh, you don't have to write back, me too. You just wait right. till tomorrow night. Leave, leave some mystery. You don't even, you don't know, even know who he is yet. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. There's so much interpretation because there's no tone to email or text. And to have a grown-up relationship, we really need to talk. And we need to see each other as soon as possible. And so I always encourage women to let a man know what, what they want. You know, if a man starts texting a lot, to to say, you know, the way I really get to know a man is by speaking on the phone and then getting to meet you as soon as possible if we feel a connection. Um, if they're meeting online, you know, that kind of thing. And because, you know, to me, when I hear a man who's com- con- connecting with me say, can we get off text? This is, not a communi- this is not a conversation. I'm like, yes. You know, this is a man who understands. And it's, they get brownie points for that. So um, we definitely have to, have to speak up and ask for what we want. Um, so let's talk about the texts that do work. Um, you know, so when do texts work? Well, I think they definitely work <clears throat> for me. For uh, I advocate, you know, certainly for anything that has to do with logistics. I the the the, the train is running late. I you know the the um, I couldn't find the the restaurant that you suggested. I'm down the street. I sorry, I'm going to be a little late tonight. I had to see a late patient, whatever, uh, that that has to do with um, logistics. I think it's really thoughtful and and a very nice thing to let to let someone know. Um, so that's that's a, certainly a time that they do work, and you know I. I do think after a date that if you haven't talked about it on the first date, if for some reason you didn't feel comfortable or just didn't come up in the right way, and you know maybe and you want certainly and you do want to communicate with him that you uh, had a lovely evening. <clears throat> my preference would be to do it either over the phone or over email, uh, or. But you may even get a text from him first. And in which case, if you do, I think it's, you know, you would respond. I think the biggest piece of advice is to respond in kind. If he writes one sentence, you write one sentence. That you're not the one that's extending it. I think this is true for email, too. But just, 
I had a lovely evening. It was so nice to meet you. I look forward to seeing you again. And you just say thank you so so much. I had a lovely evening too, and look forward to seeing you all too. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. no more, no less. And uh, I've been wondering about how men look at the uh, emoticons. Do they like the little emojis or don't they? And you know, I, I hear different things from from men, whether they do or they don't. Uh, women tend to like them. Use them. Mm-hmm. They like a. They like. They like to see a smile. They like to give a smile. I, my inclination is to say, if you're so inclined, and I think what you said before is true, shouldn't be changing things about yourself for someone. But if you're so inclined, use one though. Don't don't uh, get so. I don't want them to look uh, too lighthearted, too childish, too whatever. So if you want to use Mm -hmm. one in an email, use one. That would be my piece of advice about that. So Match.com, I think, had a a study a few years ago that emoticons actually help people have love um, much quicker and much more often. Mm -hmm. That there's something about the playfulness, I think, of emojis that um, leads people to to connecting in in a more playful loving way and um, well emojis yeah, provide the emotional context that the actual text cannot do so right it helps uh, it helps with the misinterpretation because if you write something in a text and the other person isn't clear whether or not you're being uh, deadly serious or whether you're being playful the emoji gives a clue as to what the emotion behind the words really means and i think that makes it easier to use text in a in a user friendly way. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so it helps to bring emotional context. Um, I also have seen emojis act as a passive aggressive way of of writing. Um, so writing something kind of mean and then putting a smiley face after it to soften it. Uh, that that's really that really bothers me. <laughs> Um, but that's yeah. also something that you can um, that you can pick up on and you can ask about, you know, when you see somebody in person. Um, so, so we're texting. Or you can forget, for... or you can forget that person, or you can forget that person. Oh, right. That's a pretty mean thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it is a mean thing to do. And, and um, rather than ask that, per- and rather than ask that person, I think I might be inclined to bring that uh, insight to if you're going to the next time you see that person not as an ask but more as a you know I I I I felt myself I it 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 felt it didn't feel good and it felt a bit awkward for me when I read your sentence and then the emoji cuz I I wasn't I wasn't quite sure how to interpret it mm-hmm. and and let let him have to respond to what he did you may have made a misinter- you may have misinterpreted it because we so mm-hmm. often do, or if it was something mean and then followed by it, uh, you say, "Yeah, you know, after I wrote it, I thought to myself that wasn't that wasn't my best." You know, men are nervous mm-hmm. too, and they they wonder so much about how what their communication uh, sounds like or reads like or are they saying too much, too little, should they not have said it, should they use, you know, they go through a lot of the same uh, confusion and 
trying to make these decisions that women do. Yeah, all you have to do uh-huh. is read Aziz Ansari's uh, uh, uh-huh. book on modern romance. He's got a section in there about what it was like for him waiting for the text back from this uh, lady he met and was very attracted to. And he uh, documents it. The first hour went by, he was okay. Second hour, he was getting nervous. Third hour, he still hadn't heard from her. Fourth hour, and on and on and on. It's A, hilarious, and B, it's a little too close to home for a lot of people. Yeah, I I actually love his book. Um, There's a lot of wisdom in there. It's not all just comedy. It's it's actually quite quite wise. Um, and, yeah, and there's and I a lot of data Peggy too. Has, yeah, exactly. Um, and Peggy, I just wanted to um, to say that I like how you keep bringing us back to not asking so many questions, but just bringing up points in a statement that gets him to have to answer without asking a question directly. Um, and and I, so why do you encourage I, that? I statement. I, right, I an statement. I statement. Just, just mm-hmm. An I statement. Because, because you, you said it, I think you always articulate that point so well. Coming from a place of, of confidence and self-awareness and sort of being able to, to figure out what your needs are and whether or not you're going to be able to get some of these needs met by this person that you're meeting. And I think mm-hmm. the only way that you can do that is if you're putting out there... Uh, some of the passions and feelings and opinions that you have, and then to see how they're acknowledged and appreciated. And and right. that's or, how you build the relationship. You, you don't build the uh-huh. relationship by, you know, finding out, you know, everything there is to know about another person by just sort of asking him everything about what's going on in his life and his children and his whatever and his work and his Whatever. It's more about putting out there what it is you want someone to know about you and then uh-huh. looking and, and considering whether or not this is someone who is appreciating and enjoying what you're saying. Yeah. In no, my I view. Totally in in our you. view, uh-huh. we, we advocate we advocate that strongly for uh, for our uh clients, men and women. Mhm. Uh-huh. But women in particular yeah. who are natural-born interrogators. <laughs> and all we, all we do is ask questions all the time. And we think we are, and that we think everybody's enjoying that so much that it's showing how curious we are and how interested we are in the other person. When in fact... Well, it's a new breed of prosecuting attorneys, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Oh man, got to make dating fun again, right? It has to be fun and it's fun if you put yourself in it. Uh not by mm-hmm. asking the other person to jump in first, but by jumping in yourself. Saying what you like, yeah. saying what you want to do, saying what you don't want to do. Uh if you like to text fine, if you don't, and uh putting it out on the table and then seeing how the other person responds because the goal of this whole dating enterprise in my view is reciprocity. You want to be able to give to somebody and you want to be able to let them give to you and meet in a mutually fun, pleasurable, growth-inducing format. Uh, If one person is doing all the reaching out and the giving and the interrogating and the other person isn't, uh, it's out of balance. 
And so reciprocity for me, and this is what I talk to our clients about, is how one can establish uh, a really comfortable and interesting kind of relationship. And then you'll see where it goes. You don't know where it's going to go, obviously, but you see where it goes. But it needs to have balance to start. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, well and said. Texting, it's in, and texting, if, if you think of it, it it's hard. Uh, I feel with texting, you almost immediately have to do a little bit of what you said at the beginning of the program. You said, you know, women, if you think you need to get skinny and you think you need to do this, and all, you know, forget it. You need to be authentic and true to yourself. And I think one of the problems with with texting is that it's it's not like French. French, you're learning a language, it's a language. It's the way that you speak it. Texting has so many variations. And as we you know, and as we acknowledged, it's so nuanced, but it has it's like so many different languages. So the, the style with which you text becomes a language. And if you're not, you don't speak the same language the other person speaks, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to communicate with each other and, you know, in a way that's going to be successful. One of you is going to end up feeling, you know, it sounded so curt. He doesn't use punctu- any punctuation. He just said, had fun, hope you did too. You know, and that mm-hmm. person, he meant that as sincerely as you might write it, which was, I had such a nice time tonight. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you again. Whatever it is, you know, if you met that person in an elevator and you had a conversation with that person and you were instantly kind of attracted to each other and you thought, let's go for coffee, you would have no idea about this person's style of texting. And that's why you can't, in my view, women can't use one signal, one piece of information, like how he texts. I could never go out with this guy again. I can't stand the way he texts me. But I say try not to use one piece of information as a reason not to see someone again. Because think about what it would be like if you met this person in person and you didn't have the kind of data that you have. And I I think texting... uh, because it's just has you know a, a million of its own vocabulary words and me, ways of expression and style and emojis and everything it's just too hard to translate it's and it i think what richard said is true is that it creates a false sense of Im- intimacy very quickly yeah yeah or pushing somebody away. Um, so I, I, I agree. And, and, and it's not just about texting because this happens on dating sites where people send the first message and it's like a text. Um, and on many phone yeah. apps, it That's is a right. text. And so we're making judgments based on an opening conversation that could be have nothing to do with the person's true personality. Uh, I had something like that happen to me yesterday somebody reached out to me and he's from another country so he didn't have fluid language um, skills and I wanted to speak to him on the phone because he seemed like he had some great qualities 
And our phone conversation was so much more rich and interesting than anything he could have written in an opening conversation. So just having that openness and being able to assess somebody based on first, you know, how they sound, but also getting in front of them as soon as possible. Um, and, And to me, texting also does have a place once you're in a relationship and you want to send a sweet text or good morning text, a good night text, you know, a sexy text, um, you already know each other's language and it's, it's so much easier to do at that point. What do you, what do you have to say about that right before we we wrap up? Yes. Right. So there's a place for it then because you know each other, right? And you, you know each other's language and you don't, you're not going to have as many misunderstandings. Absolutely. It's a, it's a wonderfully uh, fun and easy uh, way of, of being in touch with someone you care about. But first you mm-hmm. have to have a relationship uh, that you know something about, I think, before you can be in that, in that place. I agree. So I think people have to really look at those false intimacy-building texts and stop doing that and save the intimacy and the texting um, for later in a relationship and really get to speaking and not having all these misinterpretations. Um, really great great talking to you guys, as always. And um, if you would like to leave our audience with one final statement from each of you, I would love to hear that and then tell everybody how they can find you. My final statement is that <clears throat> texting can be fun and it can also be dangerous. So be careful. Learn how to do it and learn how to use it in an effective way. Great. And I think uh, my final message would be, even though it might feel awkward, try to find a way to uh, to, to talk about texting. And uh, if you can have a conversation about it, I think it will be a uh, a worthwhile conversation and will likely grow your relationship one way or the other. Yeah. Good uh, advice. I, 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 it, it's fun. it can be a fun conversation for older adults. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's, it's a more recent chapter. And and it's I think it's wonderful to be able to talk about something that's a more recent chapter, and not too far back in your lives anyway. So I think it's can serve a great purpose. Yeah, that's another important reminder. We can have a whole show about not talking about your past, but <laughs> right, um, <laughs> exactly. Yep. So, or at least being um, discerning about what you want to talk about. Yeah, what you share and really who you are and who you've become to me is so much more interesting than, you know, who you were. Um, I want to know who you are today. That That's what's interesting to me. Great. Well, thank you so much. And tell, tell our audience how they can reach you guys. PeggyWallmanMatchmaking.com. We do matchmaking and dating coaching and relationship coaching for older adults. And... Uh, we love our work, and it's a joy and a privilege to meet to meet singles who are daring and want to get back into the world of dating. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Happy New Year. And, You're welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, thank for listening you. today. Thank you, Sandy. And oh, my thank pleasure. Thank you, Sandy. Last, 
You do some wonderful work. Really appreciate it. Appreciate Thank it, you. Sandy. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day, everybody, and I hope you go on your you last too. first date very soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.